you uh, showed me on the internet where every like it was like a giant forum tried to play the first Pokemon game. Oh yeah. And all you had to do was type in like up, down, left, right, or so like A. The funny B. thing about that, I could talk about that for hours because it was like a social experiment. Yeah. But like see if people could play together. Yeah, everybody would type in A B left, right, up, down, or whatever. And yeah. the character on screen would do all of them in order. Right. So eventually so many people got into the chat that it was going too fast for the computer to do it. Right. So they implemented a system called democracy or anarchy. So when it was in anarchy, it would stay the way it was. But then you could type in democracy and vote for democracy and it would swing over to democracy. And then it would only take the most popular of all inputs of all inputs. Interesting. And so like every like couple seconds it would say like, OK, everybody's saying a I'll just press a um, but then you could vote it back into um, anarchy and anarchy again. again. Mm. Yeah. So it like swayed back and forth. Did they beat it? Yeah, it took like a week. That's about regular game playing. timing. Yeah. I mean, that's regular game time, right? I mean, it, it probably took me longer than a week to beat it, but I had to like, well, it was like go to school and four hundred something hours. Oh, because okay. it was like straight through. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, everybody stayed up doing. I was it playing twenty four hours mm-hmm. a day for like a week and a that's half. That's hilarious. So, all right, well, we'll have to do an entire podcast on that. Yes, we'll just tell the story. Of <laughs> of early days when people could cooperate on the internet somewhat. Lots of memes came out of it. Before the it before the super divide of today. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Much simpler time. You ready? Yeah. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And Hold on, wait. Moment of silence. And welcome, welcome to, to the Houseplants House podcast. podcast. Where's Bob? That was the moment of silence. Yeah. He is no longer with us this week this week but uh, he'll be back next week <laughs> it's not a, it's not a skit he's not gonna run in and uh oh like, man say a line he almost something. did last time when kevin was here though because he texted us and said oh whoops sorry i forgot the time <laughs> i was supposed to be off was for next week not this week yeah and we said he actually mm-hmm. could have come last week but we were in the middle of the episode when he texted us so and said whoops i forgot so yeah. so we got two fun. weeks without bob he's taking a little break one of our house one of our three legs of our chair is pretty much yeah at this point so right now what we've done is we've reconstructed the chair to have um a two foot by two foot flat base under each leg which will still yeah. allow it to stand it's more of like a balance beam of some kind yeah. at this point yeah yeah well you know how like sometimes they have that saying where they say um if you're not good enough alone you'll never be good enough with an extra <laughs> person well that's wrong okay we need the community so we need our bobby back it's true my bobby baby Bobby booby. <laughs> All right. So before yeah. we uh, before we pray or get into any craziness, which has already happened, do you want to do some worship? It's been nuts. But yeah, um, this is a song that you brought up. So why don't you tell us about it? OK. Yeah. So um, it was made in the late 1800s. The guy who actually wrote the uh, melody line and stuff for it also did. Um, uh, 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 what's that kid's one? Uh, 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 a kid's one. You know, like um, kids bop him. No, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. We are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. He he wrote Jesus loves me. Uh, the melody line for it. The melody line. Oh, so so interesting. So this guy William W. Walford uh, was a guy who wrote lyrics, and he would bring them and people would be like, "Do you think this is 
something that should be kept yeah. and recorded. And then, so like 20 years later, uh, a musician guy, the guy who wrote yesterday's, I need to look that up later, but essentially it is just, it's, it covers all of the uh, great things about praying. Like it kind of takes you through all the things that we think about when we pray and uh, the importance of prayer. And since we're doing an episode on prayer, it just seems really appropriate. It's called sweet hour of prayer and it's from like 1884. All right. So let's do Sounds it. Sounds good. Farewell, 
Beautiful. Yeah. I love it when we can pull out the sort of Celtic-ish <laughs> sort of vibe. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I like, like I said last time or the time before, it's hard for me to uh, really dive deep into those like soulful things or kind of like twangy things that are not exactly in my wheelhouse, but I try every now and again. Um, all right. Yeah. So amen. Very, very fun. Um, yeah. I think that the lyrics in the song speak a lot to our mission. Uh, and one of the verses I really enjoy is um, verse two. Uh, and of course, verse four, which is definitely about um, in some regard, the second coming of Christ. But I like verse two where it says, um, sweet hours of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joys I feel, the bliss I share of those whose anxious spirits burn with strong desire for thy return with such I hasten to the place where God, my savior shows his face and gladly take my station there yeah. and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Man, that's so good. My station. Yeah. I like to, that's a good way to think of um, when we enter into prayer. Oh and, yeah. Like it's our place to sit there before God and pray and our station to pray on behalf of others. So yeah. like when you're saying, I'm going to take up my station, like I just feel like that's, it's about intercession and it's a commitment to yeah. intercession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I mean, it's just great. Um, and yeah. if you guys want to check out that, um, that hymn, um, there's a lot of great versions on YouTube, but uh, I think casting crowns is a good one too, uh, where the, uh, the, the lady vocalists of casting crowns, uh, yeah. uh, really do some cool harmony. Um, if it were up to us to really like blow this thing up, I would get like five or six different singers and do these like four or five part harmonies in there. That could be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just me and Zach. So we're doing our best. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, amen. Um, I can't remember who prayed last time. Uh, was it you? It was Kevin. It was Kevin. That's yeah. right. Um, I think I might have prayed before that, though. I'll take it. It's no big deal. I'll take it. Um, cool. But yeah. Let's get started here. God, thank you so much for bringing us together tonight. Um, we just want to pray for your will to be done with the podcast. And we want uh, to discuss the things that are of you and, and the things that if we are to have pride, it's the pride that we have with our identity in you. So tonight we're going to pray. Uh, we're going to talk about prayer and we're going to celebrate prayer in all of the ways that we can um, pray for others. And so we just we just ask that you would be a part of all of that and bless our conversation. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. So Colin, I have a question for you. Okay. You've been a worship leader in a church before. I have. So have you ever had this feeling that like you're the worship leader in the church and like you're basically the most awesome person there and hmm. you don't need anything uh, you want for nothing. You're basically so awesome that like you don't even need any prayer for yourself. Well, here's the thing about me personally. I don't know about you, you know, but me personally, when I get up there and I'm in rock star mode, <laughs> I am untouchable. Nothing <laughs> hurts me. Nobody gets to me. I basically just I, I fulfill my role yeah. as a rock star performer and then I'm just perfect in every it's way. really easy for us worship leaders because like we are so talented and so good at yeah. what we do mm -hmm. to just go out there and just like rely on our own effort and yeah. to do it all ourselves. Like it really is nothing at all. Right. Well, so. like, well, for example, the <laughs> other day I was getting ready to leave some worship and a person put their hand on my shoulder and said, Hey Colin, what can we pray for you for? And it's like, 
pray you don't look too bad while I'm not screwing up up there. <laughs> pray you don't get too embarrassed watching me rule up there. <laughs> All right. No, so, okay, here yeah, we go. We thought, Always a joking, sarcastic springboard from us. Yeah. We thought that um, we would do kind of a little bit of a list. Um, mm-hmm, we haven't done mm-hmm. a list before, I don't think. Well, not but, of not of prayer stuff. We've done like movies. and. Oh, yeah, that's right. We yeah. have. So um, this was five ways that you can pray for your worship leader or worship team. Really, like as we put these together, like I feel like it applies to all worship musicians. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like even if you are a worship leader, this could be your prayer for and, the other people in your team. Right. And not yeah. just, uh, of course, these prayers can be applied to anyone. But we're, mm-hmm. where we're from uh, a worship background, it's nice to kind of um, equip yeah. And I think as a leader too, these are prayers that just kind of need to be a part of your weekly or daily routine as you, uh, you know, as you go about your week and, and think about the, the structure and members of your, of your smaller community of the worship band. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then if you are part of a church or you're hanging around church and you're realizing there's these musicians on stage, maybe you think they're really awesome or maybe you uh, think they're just okay. Um, either way, these are the kind of unseen things that we tend to go through yep. that um, you could be in prayer for us for, as you just kind of notice um, what we're doing up there. And of course, um, you know, the pastor of course is going to get a lot of attention and a lot of criticism and a lot of things like that. But I yeah. think that, Almost just as much if I mean, it depends on this community, but almost as much, if not more so, the worship team is really the the focal point of a lot of criticism or grace or. Yeah, and it's because that's kind of the first it's a visual part of the church. It's a big it's a big yeah. part of the first like kind of wake up moment of any church. Yeah. So if you're not getting that or whatever, you can tend to you can look poorly on them and. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the list today we're going to be talking about is all the ways that we can pray. Yeah, I think as a leader, but also if you're a member of a church praying for the team. Yeah. Yeah. These, this is kind of the things that we're asking for for prayer. And so, like, I think that maybe at some point we should do an episode that's like five ways to pray for your pastor or something like that. That would be good. Um, and I'm sure there would be a parallel between yeah. these and those. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a pastor on that could help us kind of yeah. come to the conclusions with yeah, that'd that. Be cool. But um, this is just kind of from our experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. five ways that you can pray for your worship leader. So yeah, I like it. All awesome. right. So um, let's jump right in. Um, yeah. So what do you got first for us, Zach? So the first one I put was pray that your worship leader will be focused on the glory of God. This is something that and um, the team in the team and the team as well. Yeah. Um, but just that there's this focus on God's glory as the first like center point of the entire team as they lead. Um, and as they play, um, this has become like something that I've, uh, really put a lot of thought to recently is like, why should we put all this effort in making sure that the band and that the worship leader are spiritual leaders and not just like great musicians? Like, how can I, I know that that's a thing that's important, but how can I explain that to other people? Well, right. th- well, the one thing that's um, always a, a slippery slope, I yeah. think, is that when you invite somebody onto a worship team, mm-hmm. the first, like, maybe the first, um, like, hook or bait of that is that it'll be fun to go up yeah. and play music, which it is. It if is. you love music, it's yeah, fun to definitely. play music. I think for me, uh, that was my first real pull to, to even join 
church staff in any way was that I loved music and Jake had asked me to be part of the, you know, worship team or lead worship. And so for me, it was like, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. I get to play music with my friends and rock out and stuff, but that's a bad, sort of a bad foundation. If you think about it, I mean, it's, it's, it's in the scripture that you should play a new song. You should find joy in praising the Lord. And that's not, that's not, um, that's not a bad thing. But what Zach is trying to say is that a lot of times we lose focus and that just, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, just um, the worship team. Everyone can lose focus on God. Mm -hmm. The problem is that when you're on the stage representing the church and you're not focused on the Lord, it, it definitely shows. And so, you know, me and you kind of know intrinsically that starting with the glory of God is the best starting place. So it's the cornerstone, just like Jesus is the cornerstone. So I, I was trying to figure out like, if somebody asked me why that is, what I would say to them. And I ended up reading through Isaiah Mm -hmm. and Isaiah has a lot of places where it talks about like revealing the glory of God and all people will see it, you know, talks about this visible, like glorious appearing of God. And so in Isaiah 60, one through three, it talks about what happens when this glory of God is made present for people. And it says, arise, shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So there's something about God's glory that draws people in, draws them to God. That's right. And if you read further in the chapter, it talks about how like, Kings and nations are coming and they're like laying their gifts at the altar of the Mm -hmm. Lord. Um, And that's because God's glory has been made visible. It's appeared to them. So I think that like our commitment to revealing the glory of God should be at the forefront. So I think that that that's the number one prayer um, that I could think of was just that each worship leader, each person on the worship team will have that as their as their front and center issue. And we've talked about yeah. this before in other podcasts about like what, what it means to be like a worship team. Like what, what's your, what should be your main goal? Yeah. And it should be to serve the Lord first and foremost. And so, you know what, as we go through these, I'm just going to pray these things. Is that okay? Or do you want to do it? I'm going to do it. If you don't, we, we could do it. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. For us. Yeah, sure. Are you ready? God, uh, I just pray that you would continue to help us to be focused on you and your glory only and um, less of us, as uh, Bob's favorite hymn would say, uh, less of us and more of thee. And so we pray that we would continue to be focused on you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, that's a really good idea. I like that. So as we go through, I'm just going to do them because okay. part of it is, or you can, uh, but let's part, take turns. I like it. Yeah. And so, um, I actually like the idea, um, that as we, and Kevin talked about this last time. So I wanted to like kind of reiterate it. He yeah. talked about when you receive salvation, you receive a lot of other things. You receive the, uh-huh. the, the mind, the, the, the light, uh, the, all of these things that yeah. God shares with us. And so what would that look like if on the stage, because of of our focus on God's glory, the glory shines through us to the community and the community shines the glory in turn back to God. And it's like a a, a, a 
what do you call it? A uh, conduit of mirrors. It's a, it's a, we're, we're reflecting the light, you know? Yeah. And so uh, that's a cool image to see, you know, and not that we need to be the focal point of the shine. The, the light is coming from God, just the way that the moon only shines as a result of the sun, you know, yeah. it's, re- it's reflecting and revealing that light. And so um, we shine so brightly <laughs> we hope in eternal things. That's right. Each reflecting heaven. That's that's some that's from ZK a, lyrics. Yeah, it's <laughs> from one of your favorites. I love the yeah. uh, power song. It's one yeah. of my faves. All right, yeah. so I want to read a scripture uh, before we move on to, okay. uh, uh, and that's just Psalm sixteen three. I just added that in there, and it says, "Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established." Yeah. And what I think right. is interesting about that is very small little part of the Psalm sixteen. But the idea that your plans will be established, and it's funny because we could take that the wrong way and say like, oh, our human plans that we had, God will just like make them happen. But when you are committing your work to the Lord, your plans will be of the Lord, and then they will be established through the Lord. Yeah. And so if if you're if you're connected with the Lord in such a way that your Holy Spirit is driving and he's saying, Colin, I want you to bring the glory of me to this community and we say this is a plan we want to establish and then he establishes it and so i think as long as we're doing what the lord needs us to do then everything is going to just go the way it's supposed to go and that's really a comforting idea Mm -hmm. okay so number two pray for growth on the on the worship team so growth yeah kind of like a house plant right you plant in the house of the lord it grows like a tree of lebanon right and I think that our our emphasis on this one is growth together because we've had a lot of conversations about how your worship team is basically a small community of believers that have come together for a certain purpose. And I think it makes a huge difference when a team is focused on growth together. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times musicians, you may be in a church and um, maybe your church has like stuff on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. Yep. And so the musicians don't often get to partake in the other small groups and discipleship opportunities that are around the church. And so like one of my solutions to that has been to try and haven't always succeeded at this, but to make the worship practice space a space where we grow together and even incorporate maybe some Bible study. Oh, of course. Some devotional kinds of kinds of things. I try to get that yeah. going and it always seems like they just don't have enough time or something. It's really it, tough with yeah. adults, but it was a lot easier when me and you did campus ministry. The BCM? Yeah. Well, you had me to kind of back you up like, yeah, let's go. Come on. Well, guys. and also <laughs> there's just more time set yeah. aside. That's true. <clears throat> but yeah, when, whenever I took on the, um, the worship team in college. Um, I was asking God if that was right for me to step in as a worship leader at that time. Yeah. And what he gave me was he pointed me to the story of uh, Elijah passing on the mantle to Elisha, his, uh, his disciple. Yeah. And what, what Elijah prays for Elisha is that Elisha would, would have, um, double the blessing. Yeah. And that, that he'd be, can have you give like me a double portion, double portion. And that he would be able to do twice as, as much as he did. And so God said, like, that's going to be your prayer for these next students coming up is you're going to pray for them to be able to do more 
collectively than you would ever on your own. Right. Um, and so, I like it. yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that was how I approached like the entire semester that I led. And, um, I think it makes a huge difference because of like the cohesiveness of the team. Oh yeah. And the fact that we're growing together. Like I saw people go from being like too shy to even pray out loud in a small group of people. Right. To leading a devotional. Yeah. yeah and, and so, so obviously um, growth is essential for a Christian life. Like for yeah. a believer in Jesus Growth is essential. But what's weird is that you hardly ever hear people talking about growth because, I mean, and I'm not going to, we're not going to get into political stuff right now, but um, there is a big push to just leave people the way that they are uh-huh. when they get into the doors of the church, just accept them and then just let them be. And the issue with that, especially on a worship team, is that God is sculpting you. He's pruning you. Yeah. Because he wants you to be the best person that you can be for him and for yourself and for your community. And the problem is that if we come into a worship team (coughs) or any leadership team and our goal is to just, hey, man, this is me. I'm a rock star. I don't. Then what you get is the same person for the rest of their life that is not attuned. Like, I mean, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to do this story justice, but I remember hearing in one of my art classes about how Michelangelo would look at a slab of rock for, you know, like a really long time. Uh And in his mind, he was making the shape, but he never changed the rock until he was sure. And so in art, that's amazing. And that's a cool talent. But if you just keep a rock the way it is, it never becomes a beautiful sculpture. And so God is the perfect architect. He's the perfect painter, the perfect sculptor. And he will make you into the best person you can be. And the only way to do that is to to get on the growth train. And uh, I think to humble yourself. And, of course, our number one prayer, uh, you know, be focused on the glory of God first. And if you can get there first, then growth will come. I think that humbleness is key. And like there's so many people these days who um, can't be proven wrong. That's true. People are so afraid to be wrong about (laughs) anything. And that really is a lack of faith. Like in order to have faith in Jesus, you need to be able to say, I'm willing to be corrected. I am imperfect. Yeah, I'm imperfect. I'm willing to listen to what right. the Holy Spirit is trying to teach yeah. and shape me into. And so. and so and it is tough yeah. too because, you know, uh, you and I have both done this for for a very long time and there are people who are imperfect in leadership positions that you mm-hmm. will, you will be sort of made to listen to on the regards of leadership and stuff. Yeah. And so as a member, it's important to keep your leader as focused on God as you hope he would have you be. And it's all of that log versus splinter in the eye stuff, the plank versus yeah. the yeah, speck. definitely. And so uh, one of the ways that we grow is by humbling ourselves to God and saying, God, make me, you know, and that's, yeah. that's kind of the prayer I would pray. It would be like, God, make yeah. me the man you want me to be for this worship. Yeah, team. yeah, definitely. And so for praying for growth on the worship team, mm. basically what we're saying is, that we are praying that worship teams can come together and grow together in that like environment of trust and where they're able to help each other grow and point each other towards the glory of God. That's right. 
So awesome. So I'll read the scripture and then Zach, and then I'll pray for it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So this is from First Timothy four, and I think almost every single worship team should read this scripture because it it almost seems like it's just speaking to a modern worship team. It's very strange, but it is First uh, Timothy four eleven through sixteen, and it goes like this: Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the, on the teaching persist in this for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers and what it's awesome. what i what i hear when i hear that is that don't stop like devoting yourself to the gifts god gave you um strive to be a, a better a leader a better teacher a better whatever in this case a better worship leader so there you go don't stop believing believing <laughs> in jesus okay Father, I just thank you so much for um, worship teams that we've both worked with and that we've um, been in contact with, but also people that uh, we don't know around the world. Um, I pray that you would be bringing uh, people together, that you would use us and that you would use whoever's listening to this um, to be a light to their teams and to um, start to spark that bit of growth where... um, Teams can become a community that's uplifting and that are um, pointing people towards you and your glory first and foremost. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good prayer. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> All right. So, number three. Number three is pray that criticism toward your worship leader will be given in love and that your worship leader will have discernment over criticism. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't we talk about this? We have talked about this already. <laughs> I like I like Proverbs 27 because <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, we could literally point you back to the episode on how should we handle criticism a couple episodes back. Very, very good. Um, yeah. If you haven't listened to that, give that a download for sure. Um, you know, Zach, one of the things that we shouldn't do. Is. Um, Give pearls to swine. Well, because like, what are they going to even do with it? We shouldn't be angry because anger is cruel and fury is mm. worse. But <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to say my lyrics. No, but um, mm. I think that uh, it, with criticism, like we said on the criticism yeah. episode, we should be open to the rebuke of a brother in Christ in the way that it may better us and strengthen us. Yeah. So worship leaders and worship musicians. They're going to be receiving criticism, feedback uh, from a lot of different people in the church. Right. Right. And uh, some of it comes from a good place, I think. And some of it comes from our humanness. Yeah. Yeah. Especially of late. I would trust. I'll just say this on the podcast. I would trust you to tell me when I'm slipping up, just like Bob holds us to be his accountability. We do need accountability, but we also don't need human Right. snarky bitterness. Yeah. So the three of us on the podcast are in a, um, we're in a friendship where we are close. We are brothers in Christ and we have called each other out on things and we trust each other because 
we have that rapport with each other. And I think that there are also like leaders in your church, like um, people in a pastoral role yeah. who, if you've seen them and you know that they are trustworthy, yeah. you know, and, and they come to you in love. I think that that is a completely different situation than when somebody just has like a nasty opinion. And this, I may be interpreting this uh, differently than what was intended, but whenever I read in Proverb 27, which is one of the things in my Mm -hmm. song, the, the full scripture of that is, you know, um, wounds of a friend can be trusted, but the kisses of an enemy are like, they multiply. Yeah. It's cause like, you know, but this is where I feel like we're really cutting to the, what do you want to say? Cutting to the quick, uh, one who is full loathes honey from the comb. Mm-hmm. And what I think they mean in that scripture, uh, Proverbs 27, seven is that if you, if you have the Lord in you, if you have the Holy spirit, if you have the joy in your heart that comes with, with knowing God, then you, you don't need to continue to eat. Like you don't crave honey, yeah. but to a hungry person, even what is bitter tastes sweet. And what I think is interesting about the way that's worded is to me, it sounds like what they're saying is bitter things will be, will be consumed and sought after by people who are hungry, like who do not yet know the Mm. Lord and are not full of the Lord. And so, and so when, and I'm not saying that a saved person or a, a a Christian who has the Holy spirit, uh, I'm not saying that they, um, uh, can lose the lose the Holy Spirit or something, but what I am saying is that there are times when in our heart we aren't thinking or we're not feeling God's presence in us. We aren't feeling that joy, and when yeah. it's that case, the criticism can come like a knife. So, do you feel like there are times when we, especially as like creative types, we will crave the acceptance of others because we want we want people to think we've done a good job. Oh, and you know, absolutely. And so that's, I, that's me as well. Yeah. And I think that, I think that to your point, when we're not satisfied in Jesus alone, like that's when it's easier to slip up and kind of crave that like acceptance of the crowd. kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the door swings both ways. So like uh, a person who may, may not be, feeling the joy of the Lord may be quicker to criticize. And the yeah. person who is not filled with the Lord may be quick to hear human response yeah. uh, instead of uh, what's the, what's the way that they say that be um, comfort in the Lord. No, be uh, rest in the Lord. Yeah. They can't rest in the Lord. And so exactly. But, but criticism is going to come. And yeah. when it does come for a worship team, how you receive it is vastly yeah. just as important as what is being said. Yeah. Because I could come to you, Zach, and just say like, listen, the glasses got to go. You look like a dork. I mean, come on. <laughs> Horn rim much? What is this? Uh, 2009. These are actually prescription. I know. Right. So, <laughs> and then you go, these are actually prescription. <laughs> and I just keep being mean to you. Um, and you're like, oh, you're my brother in Christ. I should just like take this to heart, I guess. So yeah, I'll just yeah, stomp on right. these things. <laughs> so the way that we receive, and we've, we go back to the criticism episode, but the, 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 it can be very difficult for a worship team to hear the kind of criticism mm-hmm. that comes yeah. from a bad place. And when that happens, it can feel like an attack. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that, so our prayer is that, um, worship leaders and worship teams will be able to handle the criticism so to be able to take on discernment some of the feedback that is helpful and to be able to um, respond in love 
to people who are just putting out nastiness. Yeah. And another thing that I think is really, really important, and it goes back to the team growth kind of thing. Yeah. It is very important not to put down other people on your team, like oh, two other people in the church. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can't just be like, well, you know, it was really, that was the bass player's fault. Well, I mean, right. Well, Colin over <laughs> here, like really, he can't play those bass licks. And well, I mean, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that we're married to our worship teams necessarily, but it would be like, or maybe like uh, you're all adopted to each other, like you're, or maybe your brothers and sisters, <laughs> but think about it this way. Would you, would you, would you feel like you needed to protect someone that you cared yeah. and loved about and not spread gossip in order to right. keep them from right. harmful speech later? And so in the same way, we don't, we don't desire to have our team, which is our community, our family. Yeah. Uh, we don't want negative things coming back on them, especially if you're a worship leader and, you, and it's your job to kind of um, what's the word there? Uh, what's, what's that, uh, verb when you take a bunch of stuff from everybody else and give it to somebody else? I don't know words. Somebody's going to stealing. No, (laughs) forget it. Uh, when you hear all, hear a bunch of stuff and you go, Oh, I'm going to take that and I'm going to sift through it and you just filter it. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh, Basically, pray for a filter. No, pray, no, pray that we that we discern um, criticism well. Yeah, yeah, and also that it it doesn't hurt you to the yeah. point where you just feel like you want to give up. Because <laughs> that'll get see. We're building layers yeah. with these prayers. Each prayer is a layer. They really are. Thing. Yeah. If you have grown in your faith, you might find it easier to take criticism. Yeah. And if you're focused on the Lord, then you might find it easier to take criticism. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you want to pray for this one? Sure. It's close to my heart. God, um, I just pray tonight that you uh, would bless our podcast, but also the worship teams out there, all the people wanting to serve you uh, through music and song. And uh, I would I would just pray that you would be able to help them discern and help us discern in our hearts the kind of language that's helpful uh, help us to derive from from the critique, from the rebuke, um, the information that is pertinent to help us grow, as we did in our second prayer, and help us to understand where the prayers are coming from, and uh, help us to sort of repel what is um, not from you, and to receive what is. So in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Number four. Prayer of protection. Oh, yeah. The, this one's a little more me, isn't it? So here's the thing. When you're in ministry, and you'll find this out if you are mm-hmm. engaged in ministry, is that you become sort of a target, but not a target for God alone, because there is an enemy out there that wants you to stumble, that wants you to he wants to see you fail. You get a target on your back. Absolutely. Yep. You do. But uh, that target can m- manifest itself in many ways. The devil. And I, I'm just going to use that language. We're going to, we're going to drop the, uh, the whatever politically correct words. And we're, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say straight up. Satan uh, wants you to fail, especially yeah. when you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. If he can get the person that's up there encouraging everybody to go into God's presence 
well, that's that's like a big choke point, you know? Right. Well, yeah. Well, think about this. You're Satan and you're in a comedy club. And the guy that's about to come up on stage is going to spread the word of the Lord and be funny somehow. We can't do it. So any advice would be great, Mr. Comedy Man. And then suddenly he's like, no, 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 no. So what is he going to do? He is going to cut a seam in that guy's pants and embarrass him. He's going to heckle him. He's going to throw a, a water bottle at him or, you know, anything he can do to get got the get, cause this guy to fail. And then, <coughs> you know, Sorry. he never gets to he never gets to tell that final joke. He gets booed off yeah, stage. Yeah. And so here's. Here's how we apply this, the protection of the Lord. And it is a thing. Uh, it is very, very much referenced in the scripture. I put two different uh, scriptural references in here. I'm going to read them both. I, uh, I'll just go ahead and read these as we get into the idea of protection. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall confute. Look up that word. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment. So we're, we're kind of transitioning from three to four now. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So what we're talking about is weapons fashioned against yeah. the people of God to cause them to fail. Yeah, Isaiah had a lot of reasons to talk about this. I mean, he witnessed the... Um, the Assyrians coming and taking out basically the entire northern half right. of Israel and just like shipping them off to Assyria as slaves. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's where this idea of like a hedge of protection comes from. Right. Because in Isaiah 5, there's this whole um, parable that's kind of told about how like God formed um, Israel as this garden. And it says that he went around and he picked up stones and he made a hedge of protection. Yeah. So if you hear anybody say like, I pray a hedge of prote protection around this person, like that's where they're getting it from. Sounds it's like, like prayer. yeah. And so it's like, that's what God is like patiently doing is he's forming this wall of protection around us, but it's through our prayer and our faithfulness to him. Right. Yeah. So there is a whole psalm about this particular subject. So I'm just going to read this one as well. Okay. So here we go. Psalm 91. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, so we're going back to the first one now, mm -hmm. will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. And from the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faith, excuse me, his faithfulness will be your <laughs> shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks you in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all hmm. your ways. Hmm. They will lift up 
in their hands so that you will not strike your feet against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, it's Um, really, it's really funny because, um, I forgot that this was that Psalm that, um, is quoted later. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The devil, he will, he will, uh, talk about his angels concerning the the devil takes Jesus to this place. And he's like, why don't you throw yourself off this ledge? You know, because it says, um, he will send his angels to protect you. You will not strike your foot. You know, right. The big lesson of what Jesus says back to him is very pertinent. That's a completely other episode. But that is don't just say God's going to save me and jump off a building because what you're essentially doing is putting your putting God to the test. Yeah. And saying like. Basically, like you better do this thing for me. Right. Right. Jesus knew the entire psalm because the devil was only quoting just that one little part. The entire psalm is about faithfulness to God and staying under the shelter of his protection. Yep. So, yeah. So, so what <laughs> can't doesn't mean you just get to go do whatever you want. <laughs> so wh- how does that how does that work for a worship team? Well, I'll tell you. On a worship team, you are going to be attacked. And I'm just yeah. preparing you guys now from the um, shortest, smallest Hidden, most hidden in the back bass player to the most decorated front man in the band. There is going to come a time when you feel spiritual warfare. And when that happens, it is super crucial for you to pray and especially pray for the safety of the, of your spirit, but also just, I mean, physically in your heart and your mind. I mean, there are so many different avenues that the enemy can exploit for you. Right. And so God does not, God doesn't want you to try and fend for yourself. God is a resource for you to pray uh, and say, I need your protection. And he will, will gladly give it. It says right there in the Psalm. Uh, it's, I mean, he's, he literally says in the Psalm, uh, because he loves me and it's God referencing yeah. you because you love me, I will rescue you and I will protect you. And it's because you acknowledged my name. Right. Yeah. And so it's like God it's putting that worship, that glory of God as the center. It's the faith. It's yeah. the, it's, it's the, it's the faith between you and the father. Right. And that's what uh, creates the covenant. And so one, of the, if we go back from the, the first prayer and we say, we're focused on God first, in the second prayer, we, we continue to grow. And then the third prayer, we, we understand how to receive the attacks of criticism and rebuke and receive the good brotherly rebuke. Um, then when it comes time to be protected, we know we, we not only should we pray for that protection, yeah. but we can trust that the Lord will protect us. Yeah. And the attacks, you know, can be even just like attacks that are on your like psyche or spirit. Like how easy is right. it to just like kind of get into a funk, you know, Yeah. or get distracted by something silly yeah, and, the the fifth the fifth prayer it, is going to talk about all of the yeah. little weird stuff that blocks us along yeah, the way too. But it totally can mess up your worship, and I think that sometimes it's an orchestrated thing against you. 
Oh, absolutely you know? it is. Yeah. Like, let's say that 10 minutes before the worship set starts, you get a migraine. Yeah. You can barely see. Like, or you have... So- or amps explode or and start smoking. Right. You, yeah. Or you, you, you're, you're playing in the wrong key from the rest of the band. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And it's because... And then they get mad at you because yeah. you gave them the wrong chord sheet and... Yeah, something weird yeah. happened that just dis- disrupted it's the so whole thing. It's so easy for it to go off the rails. And it's and, and it feels orchestrated and it feels yeah. like somebody is just out to get you that morning. Yeah. And I will just tell you right now, God is ready to protect you. He's yeah. ready to do it. Um and all you need to do is call on him. I mean, and guess how you call on the Lord? You pray. That's yeah. literally what you do. Yeah. And we, so we literally did have to pray over an amp one time. Oh yeah. That was Do you remember that? I do. We looked back and Bob was just like running sound and then this like smoke just started coming up off of like the the oh, amp that man, was powering the that. main yeah. speakers. And we were like, "What are we going to do?" So we just like <laughs> I think me and you just like walked around the church and like prayed for a few minutes. We came back and it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've done weird stuff like that too. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember, but at thrive, we had that outdoor kind of like welcome the mm-hmm. community yeah. like lunch thing. Yeah. And it started to rain and we all just like kept praying that like God would like clear up the day and let people come. Yeah. And it, it was clear for the whole thing. And me and Jamel and all of them, we got out there and we did our little worship. Yeah. It was great. I mean, and it's, it, like, I mean, that is specific prayer for specific things, but one of the prayers that's super pertinent is to pray for the protection against the enemy because yeah. the, the enemy has no power over the Lord, but he does have power over you if you let him. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it, it comes down to, are you, are you willing to trust the Lord to protect you? So basically be aware that your musicians and your worship leaders, they're going to be attacked because it yeah. is a stronghold that the the enemy wants to take down and because it's a super encouraging and Christ centered part of the church, hopefully when it's going right. Um, so it, the enemy has every reason to try and take that out and try to make it go the way it's not supposed to go. Um, so that would be our prayer. I guess I can pray. Let's do it. Father, I just want to pray. Um, as many have said before, um, that hedge of protection, over um, musicians, music leaders, worship leaders. Um, It is such a crucial part of the church. Um, Singing together is something that is so encouraging, so edifying for your people. I pray, Lord, that you would just, um, that you would send protection, um, that you would guard against um, things that would attack people on the inside, as well as outward things that can go wrong. I pray that you would... um, you would just cause miracles to happen in those places where it seems like there's no hope um, and that you would just form that protection and um, let that ministry of worship be just completely under your care. It's in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. And last but not least clarity prayer for clarity. What do we got Zach? So I think what we mean by this is, um, a clarity and a focus. Yeah. Because there's so many well, little things that yeah. can come up as distractions. And we've talked about this That's the right. whole way through. Like, so we've been talking I mean, about being focused on God and, and you can be totally yeah. focused on God. Yeah. But clarity can come in a variety of forms. Like, uh, maybe you, <coughs> maybe you have your heart right with the Lord, yeah. but in your mind, 
you're thinking about the test that you need to complete yeah. before tomorrow. Oh yeah. Or you just had a conversation with somebody and they just were so nasty to you and you right. just cannot get that out of your mind. Or you uh, maybe have uh, some, some real drama going on yeah. with your wife or whatever. And you bring that up on the stage and suddenly there's a cloud around you. And that has nothing to do with the enemy. It has more to do with yourself. Yeah. Um, we, we are, are, we in a lot of ways are our biggest distractors. Yeah. I, um, I will admit that I had some trouble with this, um, last fall because I was in a class that was super, super hard. And I had like right. all this homework that I had was to it do. Hebrews. It had to do with Hebrew, okay. but it wasn't the book of Hebrews. Okay, yeah. It was a, It was actually about Isaiah. Okay, But right. I had to do all this translation in Hebrew every single week, and I just stressed about getting those assignments done. Um, I really let the coursework take me out of a lot of things I was doing. So I just kept... Right. My prayer was for that I would feel like I was present in worship. Because like, there were times when I felt like I wasn't present. I was like starting to right. even kind of feel like I wasn't present, like at home, yeah. hanging out with my wife and stuff just because I was so stressed out. And so like, I was just like, God, help me feel more clear, more present, more at peace, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and one of the things that's interesting about that too, is like, I almost found myself when we were, when I was leading worship, uh, uh, at FUMC, I found myself almost praying for that more than anything that we would just yeah. leave all of our baggage in the yeah. uh, gear room, check it at the door and yeah. then walk up on that stage and just be totally open to the Lord, completely clear of mind, clear of heart and spirit and just let the Lord fill you. Mm -hmm. Because if you have all this other stuff in there, it's muddying the water. Um, it's, it's uh, what's the, um, this doesn't necessarily hundred percent apply, but I think it's a good visual. And Jake used to say, if you aren't sure what to do next, uh, it's kind of like walking in muddy water and it's good to stop walking and let the sediment sink to the bottom. And I think that applies a lot with the clarity issue too, because a lot of times when you are so busy worrying about several different things, you can muddy up your water. And, yeah. um, if you were, if you're able to sit and just say, God, take these things from me, make me clear for you, make me, uh, empty so that I can be filled. <clears throat> Uh, get rid of all this other stuff for now. Yeah. I'll deal with it later. You know? right. Or you can deal with it later. I'll give it to you. I'll lay <laughs> this stuff at your feet and say, it's time to go out on the yeah. up, up there and worship. So it's letting annoying things like um, being sick and losing your voice for two days and yeah. still having a bit of a scratchy voice. Yeah. If you miss Zach's amazing <laughs> harmony, that's the main, main reason usually. Um, but yeah, so. Or, you know, it's, it's homework or, or things that people told you. Right. Things like that. Yeah. But there's so many things that Jesus says to um, like where he's basically telling us not to worry. You know, right. like there's um, that whole image he gives about how the birds of the field do not worry about tomorrow, but God feeds them, you know, and he loves yeah. you much more than he loves those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because as we've been going down the list, if you guys haven't noticed We've kind of started with the foundation and then gotten more specific as we've gone. Yeah. And each of these is layers. So if you think about it, when you're focused on the Lord exclusively when you're up there, you can totally be focused on the Lord and still not be clear. Uh, but if you pray for growth, you may clear some of that baggage out, mm -hmm. but you may not still be clear. 
Um, and then if you receive criticism and you know how to handle that criticism and it's not affecting you, you may still have other things to worry about, like the enemy. But if you are protected from the enemy, then all you have left is yourself. And if yourself is still in the way of getting involved in worship, it's usually because you haven't allowed the Lord to clear out your heart of worry, of humanness, of uh, uh, of drama, of of self doubt, of pride. Um, you got to lay it at lay it at His feet. You really yeah. do. And and so uh, one of the scriptures that I really enjoy, um, and it's just a little blurb from this little situation with Jesus in Luke ten. 38 through 42. And it says, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? And he said, tell her. Oh yeah. She says, tell her then to help me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, to her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not take away from her. Which will not be taken away. Well, from no, her. not well, which will not be taken away. Yeah, from yeah. Her. I think. Um, Sorry, man. Poor Martha. I know. You know I she know. gets, and I'm not so, bad mouthing Martha or anything. I'm just, she gets a bad rap. I'm just giving a good example of um, the fact that right. she she wanted to serve. Jesus, she did. Yeah, notice it never says that. It's not saying that she's uh, like busy with her humanness or anything, but it is. Well, in a way, it is. What it what it really comes down to is that Mary was like, all I need to do right now is like submit myself to Jesus and just listen to him. And Martha was trying to be the host. She was the responsible one, which (laughs) she is responsible. But as time. And again, Jesus has shown his his yeah. followers is that sometimes there's a place to be busied up with work and there's a, yeah, there's yeah. a place in time for that. And then there's a place in time to really just focus on the right. Lord. And so uh, when when it comes time for Jesus to enter into your house, I hope that you're not running around and not talking to Jesus. Yeah. You know, I think it makes it kind of even come more into focus for me to think that Martha, what she was doing was not wrong. She was right. doing good things and right. serving the people and serving Jesus. But even in that, it's not necessarily that that um, Martha has chosen the wrong thing, but it's that Mary has chosen the better thing. The good portion. Yeah, the even better thing than like doing all this serving and worrying about um, all these details in the house. Even better than that is being in the presence of God and, and simply being with him. And and there has been times when you and I have both led, and I've had wiser people than me tell me this. It's like, Colin, that speaker is just not going to work. You have run out of time. Mm. It's time to worship the Lord now. Unplug everything. Just yeah. play with your acoustic guitar and have everybody sing. We've had those moments. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> what we've got to do. We cannot be distracted right now. We can't worry about this stuff. We need to be ready to receive the spirit of the of the Lord as we sing. And so how does how do we equate that to the worship team exactly that way? Is that when it's time to worship, you need to be clear of mind, clear of body, clear of heart, clear of spirit. And the way that we do that is we pray to the Lord to clear us out. Yeah. And we pray for others that they would be cleared out. Um it's kind of like that uh, another verse in Isaiah where he the, it says, put on the garment of praise. Yeah. Like the Robin Mark song uh, for the spirit of heaviness. And 
what what I think he means there, what I think the scripture means there is that when it's time to worship, you put on that garment and you receive you receive heaven. Yeah. You're not still worried about your taxes and whatever else. I like this one because it's really easy to lead by example, you know, because when you're the worship leader, it's kind of on you to say, like, all right, it's time to enter into his presence now. Yeah. You know, and so you really can show your team what it's like to lay everything aside and lead by example by saying, like, I'm going to just simply be in God's presence right now. Yeah. And so I hope that I exhibit that when I lead. Like that's that's the number one thing for me that I'm concerned with. I've had I've had issue right up to the point where I step up to the mic. And whenever I'm there mm-hmm. or where I used to be there, I would just say to the congregation, like, guys, I got a lot of stuff in my heart. So before I even start playing, I'm going to pray that God empties empties all this stuff off of me and takes it so yeah. that I can just worship like it, it, even if you have to do it at the final moment, it's it's yeah. better to do it. And so, yeah, um, that prayer is an important one, even though it seems Definitely. like a very uh, seems like a very like layered thing. Like I said, we're getting more and more detailed as we go. But um, you'll you'll be surprised how often people can be distracted, uh, especially when they're doing things for the Lord. And it's not necessarily an attack from the enemy. It's more of like an attack from your human side attacking your spiritual side. Uh, which it is, can be for sure, which yeah. is basically like a civil war inside of you. All right. So a house divided against itself <laughs> cannot stand. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll pray for clarity. Uh, I'll go ahead. Um, okay. God, uh, as we continue to do the podcast and as continue as the worship teams out there, continue to worship and serve you, we would pray that you would just allow us to drop everything. Just clean us out. Like, I mean, take take your healing water and just wash our dishes our dirty dishes and allow us to come clean to the to the worship uh stage uh on sunday help me and zach to do the same in the podcast as we worship here um god allow us to be fully ready to receive um the holy spirit and 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 the glory that you have for us to give out to the communities as we worship and allow no distractions uh, for us. And uh, we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So that was it. That was all five. Pretty good list. Yeah. I mean, and it's crazy because there's a ton, tons more. Yeah. These are just ones we think are very important and we that are that, scripturally backed up. Yeah. We hope that you all um, are praying these things over your worship teams, your worship leaders, or anybody you know who's involved in that. I think that um, a good follow-up to this episode down the road would be um, kind of a a worship leader workshop where we kind of go through the responsibilities of a shepherd Mm. over the worship team. And one of the ways that uh, they can do that is to pray over their worship team. But there are a lot of other things that a worship leader can do. And so that might be a good way for us to uh, kind of follow up in this episode down the road. Let's talk about that sometime because I got some ideas. The, I mean, and, yeah. and so leading people in devotional, things like that, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of stuff. But I will say, if you're a worship leader listening to this, remember that the first most best thing you can probably do for anybody in your worship team is to pray for them. Um, if you can't do anything else, uh, just uh, God will intercede for you. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you don't need to be like putting it all on your shoulders. Um, but yeah, this is an awesome episode. I'm glad we yeah. did it. 
So thanks so much for listening. Make sure you uh, tap some stars, leave us a rating. That's very important. Helps other people see us and connect. Yeah. And another thing, um, <coughs> sorry, I tried oh, to hold out there to the okay. end. <laughs> another thing that is exciting for me and Zach is that we are actually starting to work on our first like official houseplants <coughs> podcast band album. Um, and we're going to need uh, plenty of prayer for that. Also pray for Zach because he's feeling sick and pray for Bob that he can come back next week. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, by next week I should be good. I hope (laughs) there's a lot of things you can be (laughs) prayer for, but we're really excited about the album coming out. We're going to do some of the originals that we wrote here on the podcast and it's going to be so much fun. And we're going to actually produce them out, put like drums and bass and all the things that we're going to have to record them all separately, uh, because it's just me and Zach. Uh, but we know how to play all those instruments. So it'll be a lot of fun to get a chance to layer them together. Uh, so, uh, guys, so much fun. So check it out and check us out on patreon.com slash houseplants podcast. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Peace. God bless.